make them big. And we have a tendency to take the big things that should be our priority and not have them in their proper place. So we ask your forgiveness. But when we get things backwards, and we ask for your help, because, Lord, if you don't help us, we can never do any better. But with you, all things are possible. So, God, we open up our hearts to you today, and we ask, Holy Spirit, come and do that work in us that we can't do ourselves. And yet, give us the grace to do our part. Lord, we lift up to you today um, our church family, and not just this church family, but the church around the world, all who follow Jesus and who are calling on your name today. We pray, God, that you would help us to remember we're connected. We pray for our community and for those who are in leadership positions in our community. Give them wisdom, Lord, to lead. We pray for our nation, Father, that you would bless those who are called to lead us, those who are in a position to give leadership. God, give them discernment, give them wisdom. And Father, help us to turn to you, not only for our needs, Lord, but for direction, for guidance. God, we pray for all those who this day are far from you. And we pray, Lord, that we would shine our light. Teach us today to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples, Lord, when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're going to sing our hymn of preparation. It is, this is the day that the Lord has made. It's number 657, if you even need the words for that. We're going to sing it through twice. Uh, and right after that, our own Andy Yarnell is going to take the children to children's church. So if you have, um, if you have a desire to have fun, then you're going to want to go with him. I have an idea they're going to have more fun than we are. You think? Could very well be. 
Let's stand up and sing number 657.
invite you to join me today in turning to Matthew chapter 22. We'll be looking at verses 34 through 40. While you're turning over there, I want to say a word of welcome to you today. If I haven't already spoken to you and shaken hands with you and given you a hug or whatever, I'm so glad that you're here today. I want to say hello to those who are listening to us um, by live stream. And to remind you, today is uh, the last in the series of Three Simple Rules, a Wesleyan Way uh, of Living. And if you missed any of the other two in the series, the first two, you can go online and you can listen to those if you want to catch up. And I want to also invite you, I'm excited about the new series we'll be starting next week, Goliath Must Fall. It's about knocking down the giants in your life. We're going to spend some time one of our favorite Bible stories about David and Goliath and talk about the giants in our own lives that need to come down. We'll be studying on Wednesday night, Goliath Must Fall. If you want to come and study on Wednesday night, we'll be talking about what I'm going to be talking about in the sermon on Sunday. I always want to give you an opportunity to dig in a little bit deeper with whatever it is that we're studying because I want to see you grow just like I want to grow. Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When you're standing in the checkout line at the grocery store, do you ever look at those magazines that they have on the side over there? Oh, come on, you know you do. It's... It's either look at those or turn to the other side and look at all the candy bars. And I know I don't need to be looking at the candy bars. So I'm looking this last week at these these magazines. There's always a diet that they're trying to get you to to go. And one of those diets that I saw uh, as I was looking at magazines said, uh, how to release your trapped fat. And I thought maybe that's been my problem all along. My fat cells just need to be set free. So I patted my belly and I said, be free, boys, be free. Didn't work a bit. And there's always those, those celebrity gossip tabloids or serious Hollywood news magazines, however you choose to look at it. But they always have the breakup, the, the celebrity breakup of, of the week always someone that's saying it's over you know um and so i'm reading that this week at the grocery store and i'm thinking to myself do i really need to know that justin bieber and his fiance have postponed their wedding do i really need to know that maybe i will look at the candy bars after all i read not long ago about a celebrity couple that 
was getting married and they chose to write some write their own wedding vows they wanted to do away with the old-fashioned till death do us part and instead they changed it to we are going to care for each other as long as our love survives how long do you think that will be but love is what we're talking about today love is what we're talking about inside of your um, your bulletin you'll find an outline if you want to follow along with that and there are a couple of quotes on there that you you won't have time to write down so I put those on there we're going to be looking at what I call seven power truths about love and the first one is this it's easier to fall in love than it is to stay in love isn't that true it's easier to fall in love than it is to stay in love uh, a couple of things on my Facebook news feed um, this week have reminded me of that powerful truth. Uh, one was a wedding that was in the town that we moved from. A young couple, Gracie and Tyler, got married and their families were posting pictures all over the place of their wedding. This young couple, uh, they, they graduated with our oldest daughter, Emily Kate, so they're about 19, 20 years old, just babies. And they got married, beautiful pictures, everybody was so happy, and all of that. And then a couple of days later, I had another picture of this couple that, that Tammy and I are friends with named Chuck and Elaine. And they live in the Shoals area, and they were celebrating their 64th wedding anniversary. And they were at the Renaissance Tower in, in Florence, the, the restaurant up at the top there. If you've never been, it's really cool. But there was a picture of them at the table, and you could see the Tennessee River in the background. And there were Chuck and Elaine just, just grinning, and they looked so good. And I thought to myself, I wonder what Chuck and Elaine would say to Gracie and Tyler if they had the chance. Maybe they would say something like this. Falling in love is easy, but staying in love, that's a different story. That's a different story. And love is the main thing, by the way. That's power truth number two. The main thing is love, and uh, that's not the Beatles. That's Jesus saying that. In response to a question that a Pharisee had, he came up to him and said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment? Now, that sounds funny to our ears, but it's something that the scribes had been debating for centuries. You see, there were 613 laws, 365 negative laws, thou shalt not laws, and 248 positive laws, thou shalt laws, 613. Who in the world could know, fully know, and who in the world could fully follow 613 of those things? So they divided them up in what they called heavy laws and light laws. The heavy laws were the ones that were the most important, considered the most important, and the light laws were the less important laws. And so religious leaders would gather around under a shade tree somewhere, I can picture in my mind, stroking their long beards and debating, which is the heaviest of the heavy laws? Well, I think it's this. Well, I think it's this. And they would talk for hours and hours like that. So he put the question to Jesus, and Jesus didn't hesitate. Jesus didn't stutter. He just said right off the bat, the most important one, the heaviest of the heavy laws, 
love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's number one. The second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So, love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. These two, love of God and love of neighbor, are the main thing. They are the main thing. And heavy heavy power truth number three is always keep the main thing the main thing. Okay? The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And these are the main thing. Okay? If you imagine all of the law and all of the prophets, everything that was said, if you could get a big Cossack and put all of that in a Cossack, love of God and neighbor would be the two pegs that you would hang that sack on. Everything is hung on those two pegs. So much so that if you were to remove those, the sack would come crashing to the ground and you would have no religion at all. Love God. Love your neighbor. Sounds simple, right? And we're all about simple. That's what we've been talking about the last three weeks. Three simple rules. Do no harm. Do good. And today, stay in love with God. Stay in love with God. Because you see, our ability to do number three, to stay in love with God, is what allows us to do number one and number two to do no harm and to do good. This is so important. I can't emphasize it enough. It's really basic because we say that we want to follow Jesus, right? That's what we say, to be his disciples. And so what we do is we look at Jesus' life and say, what was the main thing for Jesus? What was his main mission? This is truth number four. Jesus' main mission was to show the love of God. Jesus was the love of God incarnate. And when Jesus went around, he, he went around doing good, yes, and he taught, yes, he did. He healed, he fed the hungry, he, he called his disciples and he sent them out. But he did all of that in the context of love because he came in the first place, John three sixteen. you know this. He came in the first place because God so loved the world. And yes, Jesus went to the cross and he died for our sins. But what took him to Calvary? Was it not the love of God that took him there? What held him on the cross when he could have called 10,000 angels? It was love that held him there. And they buried him, and Jesus conquered death and hell and the grave, and he did all of that because the power of love is stronger than death. And when Jesus ascended into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit to live inside of us believers, you know what the Holy Spirit's job is to do? Romans 5, 5 tells us that God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that he has given us. Because loving ain't easy. We need the Holy Spirit's help to be able to do what God has called us to do, to love God and to love neighbor. You see, when Jesus walked on this earth, Jesus did everything he needed to do to stay in love with God and to stay in the love of God. He lived there. He dwelt there. And in John 15, verse 9, he said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Live there. Stay there. Dwell there. This is truth number five, that if love is where Jesus stayed, then love is where we must stay as well. 
Bishop Reuben Job. He passed away back in 2015, but he was really one of the giants in Methodism. He wrote so many books. He served so well in so many different ways. But I want to recommend to you um, this little brown book. It's called Three Simple Rules by Reuben Job. Have you, have you seen that? Raise your hand if you've seen this book before. Um, I want to encourage you to dig a little bit deeper to read this. But in the chapter of this book on staying in love with God, Reuben Job writes this. Staying in love with God was the primary issue of a faithful life then for Jesus' first disciple, and it is today. For from such a life of love for God will flow the goodness and love of God to the world. It can be no other way. One who is deeply in love will be constantly formed and transformed by that relationship, and such a transformed life will be a natural channel of God's goodness, power, and presence in the world. The question, how does God's goodness and God's power and God's presence get shown to the world? And the answer is power truth number five. Faithful disciples who stay in love with God carry God's goodness and God's power and God's presence to the world. So let me stop here and ask you a personal question. How's your love life? And don't elbow each other. I'm not talking about that love life. I'm talking about your love life with God. The seventh powerful truth is that there are some practices that will help you stay in love with God just like there are some practices that help you stay in love with your spouse. If you'll do it, if you'll work at them. So brothers and sisters, today our challenge is to take time, to make time to practice them. In the great northwest, there were two lumberjacks that worked together. One was a young guy just getting started and one was an older guy, seasoned veteran. So one cool, crisp morning, the young guy says to the old guy, I bet I can chop more logs than you can today. And the older man said, I bet you can't. And so it was on. They set the parameters of their contest, four-hour stretch. And the rule was simple. Whoever at the end of that four hours had the biggest pile of logs would win. And they grabbed their axes and away they went and just chopping furiously. And every so often the young guy would glance out of the corner of his eye and he would see the, the older guy. And when he would see every 30, 45 minutes or so, he'd see the older guy take a break. And he was thinking to himself, I got this. I, that, that old codger can't keep up with me. He's getting tired. Look at him over there. Chop, 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 chop. End of four hours. The young guy was blown away because he looked at the piles and the older guy had almost twice as many logs as he did. And he said, how in the world can this be? I, wa I saw you. you. You took a break every 30, 45 minutes. And the older guy said, son, I was sharpening my axe. 
spiritual practices. We're going to talk about it in just a second. Will help us stay in love with God, like stopping on a regular basis to sharpen our axes. And I want to tell you, if you don't take time, if you don't make time to do it, then living the Christian life for you is going to be a drag. It's going to feel like you're slogging your way through, striving, no joy, dull. So here are some practices. I say some because I'm just going to talk about three. There are many, many things that you do to help you stay in love with God. I'm going to mention these three because they're so big. And they're not new. You know these. The first one you're doing right now. The first one is worship. Regularly taking time to gather with the family of God for worship sharpens our love for God. So you say, well, you're preaching to the choir. We're here. I know, but I want you to think about your commitment, your commitment level to regularly taking time to make this a priority. Is that a commitment that you are, have made, will make? John Ed Matheson was a longtime pastor of Fraser Memorial United Methodist Church in Montgomery, great church, and John Ed was a great pastor for many, many years. And he tells a story about one February, in one of those freak ice storms that we have every now and then, but they had one of those down there in Montgomery, and um, a lot of churches in town called their services off, but uh, Fraser Memorial decided that they were going to go ahead and have their service in case anybody showed up, okay? So John Ed got there early, and he was looking around, and he thought, well, I'm the only one here, but he saw that he wasn't the only one there because an elderly member of the church, Miss Lucille, there she was. And John Ed went up to her and said, Miss Lucille, I didn't expect to see you here this morning. And she said, well, why not? And he said, well, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's so icy and you have to have somebody to bring you. So I thought that you would just decide not to come today. And she said, John Ed, now I'm giving her a heavy southern accent. I don't know the lady, but in my mind, she's got a heavy southern accent. John Ed, I didn't decide this morning to come to church. If I had waited until this morning to decide, I wouldn't be here because it's too cold. But you see, I decided last November when I turned in my commitment card that I was going to be here 48 Sundays this year. And I know the four Sundays I'm going to be out of town, and this isn't one of them. So I decided last November that I was going to be here February. Wow. (laughs) This October, we're going to do our own generosity campaign, and we're all going to be given an opportunity to commit or to recommit to supporting our church, of course, with our tithes and offerings, but also to think about what our commitment level is Just taking that time to keep our love for God sharp. And we're also going to be given a chance to talk about supporting the church with our prayers. By the way, that's the second 
of the practices to keep our love sharp is prayer. Prayer. Have you ever noticed in the Bible how many times Jesus said something like this? When you pray, please don't interrupt me. When you pray, Jesus never said, if you pray. Or supposing you took the time to pray, he said, when you pray. Because it's assumed that when you have a relationship that's that important to you, that you will want to keep the communication lines open if you've got that kind of relationship. Next year, I'm going to be going to my 40th high school class reunion. And um, there will be people there that I haven't seen or talked to since my 30th high school class reunion. I know. I'll see people I haven't seen since then. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk and we'll catch up. But I'm okay that I haven't talked to them in that long because we just don't have that kind of relationship. Now, some, some members of my high school class, I'm, I, I talk to them all the time. But a lot of them, because I don't have that relationship. But if you do have that kind of relationship with your spouse, with your best friend, with the people that you work with, if you do have that kind of relationship, communication is everything. If you don't have communication and you do have a relationship you care about, then you're in trouble if you don't communicate. You're in trouble. And the flip side of that is you do have open lines of communication. You can get through just about anything. And you have the chance to have that strong relationship. There's really just no other way. Because it's through prayer that we receive God's care. It's through prayer that we receive God's guidance and God's provision. God's power is all through prayer. The third one I just want to mention briefly is study. Worship, prayer, study. Daily study of the scripture, daily reading of other books that feed our spiritual life is so important. It is to our spirit what food is to our body. John Wesley, in addition to all of his thousands of sermons that he preached, some of which we have in written form, he also wrote books and pamphlets and all of this. But it's really interesting to read his letters because he took a mentor role with a lot of people to encourage people in their Christian life. And we read his letters that he would write to encourage people. Uh, in, in your outline, I've included a snippet from a letter that John Wesley wrote to a Mr. John Trembeth, encouraging him. And he writes this, Oh, begin, fix some part of every day for private exercises. Whether you like it or no, read and pray daily. It is for your life. There is no other way. Do justice to your own soul. Give it time and means to grow. Do not starve yourself any longer. Take up your cross and be a Christian altogether. That's about as plain and forthright as it can get. Do justice to your soul. Give it means to grow. My favorite is this. Do not starve yourself any longer. It's plain and it's forthright like Jesus' words to the Pharisees. 
Yes, there is a heaviest of a heavy load. And it's love God with everything you have, with your all in all. And love your neighbor as yourself because everything, everything hangs on that. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. And I can close my eyes even now and I can see the picture of Gracie and Tyler smiling at their wedding their, their first dance together at the reception and I can close my eyes and I can see the picture of Chuck and Elaine and their 64th wedding anniversary and I ask myself how do Gracie and Tyler get to be where Chuck and Elaine are and the answer by doing what they have to do to stay in love and so church let me ask you how do we as a church continue to be a channel for God's love and God's power and God's presence and God's goodness in this crazy mixed up world that we live in we do that by doing the things we need to do to stay in love with God so today what will you commit to what will you recommit to what has fallen through the cracks just be honest with yourself if you fear God been struggling in your life has your life been like trying to cut down a tree with a dull axe so it starts now or as John Wesley would say oh begin begin let's pray thank you for loving us thank you for loving us and for showing that love from the very beginning and through the word made flesh our Lord Jesus Christ whose love gives life to us thank you for your call on our lives to love you back with everything we have with heart soul mind and strength and God we even thank you for that most difficult of calls to love our neighbor as ourself we're going to need your help in this we're going to need your help to stay in love so help us now closing hymn is number 170.